Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, if you love him, would you just lift uh, once more time, lift your hands to the Lord and just worship him for a moment and thank him for keeping you during this season to this incredible time of change. God has been helping you, been keeping us, protecting us and guiding us. And we're great. Are you grateful to God this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, as we are privileged this morning, to gather together, to meet together, face to face. We give you praise. We adore you. We thank you for your wonderful, for your awesome goodness. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us, Lord. Make your word clear to us. Smash everything in our hearts that is not like it. Change our minds to think the way you think. Open our eyes to see what you see. Anoint us and make us agents of change. Make us ambassadors of your kingdom. I thank you and I praise you. It's in Jesus' name. We pray today. Everyone said amen. One more time. Give the Lord praise right there where you stand. Oh my God, it's been an incredible week. Incredible week. Well, you know, we are, we're, we're going to continue to practice social distancing. I would tell you to hug each other, but it's illegal this morning. So look at each other with a hug in your eye. <laughs> it's amazing. I want to thank God for you, all of you, so many of you that, that came today. You may be seated, please, that came uh, to worship face-to-face -face with us today. Uh, last week, um, I want to continue. Last week, I, I shared with you um, a brother that I, I believe whose heart is exactly right about what is happening in our country, what's happening in cities across America, and what needs to happen even in the body of Christ. And I want to pick up where I left off last week. And so would you give your attention to the screen and, um, and, and check Joe out. These children that we just saw, all of their lives matter. All of their black, brown, minority, and white lives mattered. And we need to care about people as people and not be so racist as to only care about people of a certain race. And I've heard all of these ridiculous arguments like, well, when your house is on fire, does the fire department go and spray water at every single house? We can't sit here and pretend that the police are a bigger issue than Black Lives Matter or gang violence. Black Lives Matter related protests have claimed 27 lives of African Americans. This is absolutely ridiculous. We need to stop behaving like morons and treat each other with respect. And I want to address one other thing before I go. There's a video of a vehicle striking two protesters and people circulated a story saying that the driver was a white supremacist. Newsflash, the driver was a black male, and the two people he hit were white female. So don't even try to perpetuate that this was a race thing. This was a case of stupidity. Highways are for driving. If you watch the video, you can see that the driver swerved to avoid hitting some protesters, but clearly because of how dark the highway was, he hit some. You cannot think that it's logical to protest in the dark on a highway. That's just stupid. We need to stop treating each other with disrespect and start respecting one another as human beings. People need to be the change 
that they want to see in the world. Focus on you yourself not being racist. Don't worry about other people. If someone is a racist, you should just feel sorry for them because they're just a sad individual. Attacking people and violently beating people because you think they're racist is not justice. That's just violence and it doesn't solve anything. And random violence in America is a more significant issue than racially motivated violence and it's claimed significantly more lives. In closing, someone sent me a video of a girl saying the n-word repeatedly and then later that week the girl released an apology video and I said that as a Christian I forgave her and people were like how can you forgive her? Her apology wasn't genuine. My response to that is it is not our job to judge the sincerity of someone's apology. The Bible says that it is your job to forgive people regardless of whether or not they deserve it and my forgiveness will be given to people regardless of whether or not they deserve it. I don't have the time or the energy to judge the sincerity of someone else's apology or of someone else's motives. As far as it depends on me, I'm going to love them like Jesus Christ commands us to. And I think you should do the same. I'm Joel Patrick, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Show you right, Joe. Really, the challenge is every single one of us are faced with, we will come into contact with and have already been impacted by racial indifference. I don't think there's a person sitting here today that hasn't experienced that in some dimension. But we act like the Bible has nothing to say about it. The fact is, the scripture is so clear how we deal with the tension between cultures. The tension between men and women. The tension between the rich and the poor. All three, all three of these are major issues in, in the New Testament. Gender division. Huge deal. I think I told you last week. Do you know that men who were supposedly spiritual in the days of the scripture writing amongst Israel, do you know they would pray, I thank God, here's the way they would pray, I thank God you didn't make me a, a Gentile, you didn't make me a woman, and you didn't make me poor. That's how they felt about these divisions. And yet the Lord speaks to every single one of them. What I'm asking the Lord to do for you today is to give you a tool to deal with this. I'd, just tell, I'd love to take a quick survey um, just for my own understanding. How many of you had a, 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 racial tense, a racially tensed situation in the last six months? If you've had, would you raise your hand and leave it up for a second? Just want to see, oh my goodness, that's, a, that's about three quarters of it. But, by the way, if you, you, those of you that are with us that are joining us on Facebook, would you text that, text that in, the, in, 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 in the, what do you call it? In the comments, thank you very much. I'm learning the process. Te text it in the comment box. If you've had a racially tense situation, let me ask another question. How many of you have had a, a, a gender clash? You've had a, a, have you had confusion or separation? I see you laughing. I see some of you are going, oh my God. All right, now raise your hand if you had a clash with male, female, or maybe I'm trying to be kind. A, a clash with someone who, that really is wrestling with their gender identity. Let me see your hands. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Would you do that for me? Just uh, 
text it in the comment box. I've had it. I've, I experienced it. I, I, this is one that's a little more subtle. How about rich, poor? Uh, you know, in every culture, there seems to be these divisions. Uh, I shouldn't say seems to be. There are these divisions of social economic strata. You know, I make more money, I drive a better car. Can I? Oh, oh thank you very much. I appreciate that. By the way, I just thought, I just had a revelation. I just had a revelation, Herb. I, I just had a revelation. I just I think I'm going to share this. I, I um, yeah, come on over. Come, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you watching, I think that he's going to give the, the word of the Lord today. Uh, this. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He could though. <laughs> Clap your hands if you're looking for if you're looking for him to give. <laughs> I, every single one of us, we've had that. We are living in it. And of course, if you are aware of social media at all, you're understanding that these are on the forefront right now. You can't turn on the channel. That's reporting news. You, if you'll notice the programming, even uh, the programming of, uh, of the channels in terms of what kind of movies that are being shown, it's amazing how these themes are running up and down, back and forth, and they're being shouted at us, really, actually, from the rooftop and screaming, hollering us. And the purpose, as I see it, is to bring division, not unity. But God has a different plan for you and for me. And I want to just take a second and unpack what the scriptures say and show you that not only was it an issue in the scripture, but the scripture gives us an answer. Last week we gave you Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, and, and the awesome proclamation is made by the Apostle Paul when he says, you all, this powerful statement, you all are sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. When you believe in Jesus, immediately God does something to you, transfers your identity, transfers your, deals with gender, and deals with the color of your skin, your ethnos deals with your economic status and puts you in an incredible category. He calls you sons. And he's not being exclusive of, of women. He means sons as in all of us that are born again in Jesus Christ. It makes us, he does an amazingly radical thing. He makes us one family. He joins us to each other and we are actually related by blood, not by human blood. Not by the blood and the genes of our parents. Everyone comes here that way. But God does an amazing thing when you say yes to Jesus. He makes you and I a family by the blood of Jesus Christ. If you've, been, if you've received that, clap your hands loud to heaven today and just acknowledge a little louder, a little louder. In fact, I want you to shout, oh yeah! Those of you who grew up without a family, God puts you in a family. And those of you who grew up in families with hell running to and fro, God brings you into a, a family of heaven. It's an amazing thing And those of you that feel like you want to walk your Christian experience by yourself are missing out on what God has done. You are a, a, a member of the family, but you're just wayward because you just don't know your brothers and your sisters. You're not connected. And you falsely believe that you can live your life pleasing to God, disconnected from the body of Christ. You have lost your mind. Paul said we are, we are all of us, brothers 
and sisters. And we belong to each other in such a way. We belong to each other in such a way that all the differences, all the distinguishing things don't matter anymore. It's not that, it's not that we're not distinctive. God doesn't change. He doesn't make you colorblind. Would you say that to your neighbor? I know you're not colorblind when it comes to skin. He doesn't make you colorblind. He doesn't give everybody the same uh, salary. That's not what we're talking about. In fact, our, 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 the things that distinguishes us, distinguish us from each other remain, thank God. It is clear you are who you are, born in the family you were born in. With the color of skin that you have, <laughs> I think it was the Temptations that came out years and years and years ago. They said, beauty's only skin deep. I want to tell you, color's only skin deep. You don't believe it, cut beneath the skin and see what, see what color it is. For everybody that's here today, anybody ever been in the, in the armed services, ever fought in a war, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We are so much alike. And when you are in Christ, we are not divided. We are one. He takes race and, and he obliterates, he obliterates the, the divisions of race. He takes gender. When you're born again, God, he is, he's clear about who you are. By the way, just make it clear today that God is not confused about how he made you and the gender he assigned to you. And the gender that's assigned to you by God was not a mistake. And for you to try to do different is a catastrophe, which we now know. Yes, Lord. And the financial conditions in which you were born, you happen to be born in a country where no matter where you were born, whatever level financially you were born, it does not have to remain that way. You can change it. Clap your hands up. And if you have changed the financial conditions, those of you watching with me today, you, 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 you no longer have to live in what you were born in if it's, if it's a fact that your birth made it, made it your circumstance to be born in poverty or lack when you receive Christ my God he changes it for all who are obedient the apostle Paul says in, in Galatians chapter 3 he says it very powerful he doesn't he's not even he doesn't bite his tongue you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ because all of us were baptized into Christ you've been clothed with Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free man nor male nor female you are all one and what has been warring against us is any opposite spirit that tries to bring division. You know, any, any spirit that brings division is not of God. Any, any spirit that continually plays the race card is not of God. I want to tell you today, when that woman spoke to Jesus at the well, and she said, she said I'm a woman, you're a man. I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. Uh, uh, you're my oppressor and I'm being oppressed by you she made the divisions right off but Jesus ministered to her in such a powerful way he gave her truth the thing that you and I need to receive and the thing that you and I need to give 
So I say to you, in, in Luke chapter 9, check this out, Luke chapter 9, Jesus, you know, it's, he's not yet ready to go to the cross, but he is close, and he's on his way to Jerusalem. And he tells his disciples, hey, go ahead and make provisions for us, because they were about to go through Samaria. When the days were approaching for his ascension, the Bible says in Luke chapter 9, he was determined to go through Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead of him, and they went and entered a village of the Samaritans. Lord have mercy. You need to understand this setting because there was serious racial tension for generations between Samaritans and Jews. Wars had been fought, bloods had been spilled. It was as bad as the Hatfields and the McGoys. You, 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 I, I won't take the time to rehearse for you how many things those that lived in the area of Samaria and that group of people, how they hated the Jews and how the Jews loathed them. Jesus said, I want, I want you to go ahead to Samaria and make provisions for me. And he sent messengers on ahead of him and they went and entered the city of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. That is a place to stay, how they were going to eat, so on and so forth. When they got there, his disciples, <laughs> but, when they, but when they did not receive him, the Samaritans did not receive. This is Jesus who's been in his, who, whose reputation has been following him for the things that he's done that no one else has ever done. And, and you think, you know, somebody who can, somebody who would lay hands on the sick and speak and the sick would become whole and the lame would walk. Yeah, and even the dead they would get up from the grave. You know, somebody does that. Their reputation definitely, definitely, definitely follows them. Man, I cannot believe you're playing. You mean to tell me I'm on my introduction and I ain't started already? Okay. Or I keep playing, it'll, it'll motivate me. Hey, so, 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 check this out. Jesus comes into Samaria, right? He comes into Samaria and they're saying, hey, no, hey, hey, no, we ain't, no, you can't stay here. They've been traveling for a while. No, I'm sorry. The door is closed to you. We don't receive. And I want you to hear what the scriptures say. It is amazing to me. They did not receive him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem. Talk about prejudice. Oh, you're going to that city. I mean, if you even going there, if you even going there, you ain't staying here. Because anybody going there can't be like us. Do you see it? You may not. Look again. And, 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 and because they said that, but they did not receive him because he was going toward Jerusalem. And one of his disciples, James and John, when they, this is what they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire down on them to come down from heaven and just consume them? That's his disciples. His disciples said, Lord, let us pray and let's call fire from heaven down on Can you believe that? That's the way some of us feel when we're rejected. That's the way some of us feel when, when we've been mistreated, when we've been prejudged, when we have been looked at by other people like you're worse than or lower than or less than. And Jesus, uh, please tune in with me just for a second. 
I know I've got to go. I'll pick it up next week. Jesus was looking at them and they were looking at him. Lord, you want, and by the way, excuse me, I don't know if you've thought about this or not, but they knew they had the authority, or at least they felt like they had the authority to call fire down. So they weren't just saying it, they were saying it like, you know, we'll make this happen. Jesus looks at them and he says, and I want you to look at the scripture just for one more minute, check it out. And I want you to ask yourself, how do you fit in this category? He turned to them and he rebuked them. And he said, you do not know what kind of spirit you're in. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, no matter what they're saying about you. No matter how much they reject you. Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to destroy lives, but to save them. And then the Bible says, and they went on to another village. Okay, so I don't have much time, so all I'll say is this. Isn't it amazing that the righteous one in whom all righteousness consists, the truthful one who himself is the truth, the holy one who has committed no sin, the all-powerful one who had the power. That when he was, when he was mistreated, he said, you don't, know, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's amazing, by the way, did you not know, beloved, that the divisions in the, in the, the divisions, in the categories I name, mainly come out of the mouth. It's what we say to each other, how we talk about each other. Jesus said to them, you don't know what spirit you're in. Have mercy. I need you to make a decision this morning to check what spirit are you in because I promise you in these categories, you will continue to have, you'll continue to have tension and division and conflict. What will you do? What have you done about the past conflict or the one that you're in right now? I want you to come back next week and I'll talk about what you do about that. But right now, look, those of you watching and listening to us today, I want you to bow your heads and ask yourself that question. What spirit are you in? You don't know what you're saying. The very one who came to obliterate the, the division the very one who came to cleanse that very situation. The very one who already decided before anybody said yes, he already decided to forgive you of your foolishness. He's the one that asked them, you don't know what spirit you're in. The son of man did not come to destroy lives. And let it be known today as you pray right now, anything that brings division and destroys lives is not of God. I don't care what label you put on it. Don't look at the label. Look at the fruit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking today that you would check us by the Holy Spirit. Put us in the right spirit. The one that comes to save lives. 
to change lives and redeem lives. Put us in that spirit. Heal us. Heal us from our hurts. Strengthen us from our divisions and cause us to walk in this oneness. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray for those, Father, who've never even considered what I'm saying today, before today. I pray for them. They ask you, as they ask you, Lord, change my heart. Lord, change my spirit. Fix me, Lord, within. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. I thank you. I was ignorant. I didn't know what kind of spirit I was in when I reacted. Make me like you. Take out the pain and the hurt and give me the tools to do the same. I'm asking in Jesus' name. And amen. See you next week.